This is HPR episode 1712 entitled What's in My Crate. It is hosted by Mike Ray and is about 20 minutes long. The summary is, what was in my crate when I went to a lug to give a 11Y presentation. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello, uh, welcome to Hacker Public Radio. My name is Mike Ray. Um, what's in my crate? Uh, I've been quite jealous listening to some of the What's in My Bag shows. Um, the reason I say I'm jealous is because um, most of those shows, of course, feature people telling you what they're carrying in their bag on the way to work. Now, being blind, I'm almost inevitably unemployed at the moment, um, despite the fact that I can still write code, and actually I'm writing better code now than I ever have. I don't currently have a job. but So, you know, I don't have a reason to do a what's-in-my-bag show, because I don't go to and from work. So... <laughs> What's in my crate? How did that arise? Um, at the begin, uh, in the middle of last summer, I got involved with the Surrey Linux user group, and one of the things that I was asked to do at one p- point was to give a f- fairly modest demonstration of Linux accessibility and how I write code, although I'm totally blind to the Surrey Linux user group and to that I took some bits and pieces some laptops and stuff and gave a very modest very hastily put together presentation following the success of that I was asked by the coordinator of the Portsmouth Linux user group to give a similar presentation uh, to that to that user group of the same subject uh, Linux accessibility this was some months after the first event so I resolved to make it very much more comprehensive and very much more entertaining so I took quite a bit more kit and I actually piled quite a large amount of stuff into a plastic crate now I've, I've heard people doing the what's in my bag shows to, uh, the first thing they do is to describe the bag so I'll describe the crate now this is a 
brand of plastic boxes, plastic crates, called a really useful box. That is literally the name of these things. And this is the 35 litre capacity, really useful box. And what it is, is a semi-transparent, or I should say semi-opaque, plastic crate with ribbing on the corners and on the bottom and a raised hexagonal pattern on the bottom to strengthen the sides of the crate and it's got a close fitting lid which has got latching handles at either end which sort of hinge up and latch to hold the lid in place and as I said it's 35 litres in capacity so it holds a fair amount. I think the biggest really useful box is 60 litres. It's quite a big crate and you can get them down to sort of about 300 millilitres, you know, about as big enough to hold the contents of a soda can. Really, and I've actually got one on the desk in front of me here with SD cards in it for my Raspberry Pi tinkerings. Um, so what was in the crate? So I'll I'll tell you what was in there in the order of what how I packed it, and then I'll tell you about why I took each of the things and what I did with it, and what is, you know what I talked about, etc. So the first thing into the crate was a three ply layer of bubble wrap for padding. The next thing into the crate was the first of two Dell latitude d630 laptops now these are quite modest machines they're two gigs of ram 2.3 gigs clock speed i think 64-bit uh 80 80 gigabyte hard disk uh, the thing i really like about them is they have a serial port and it's quite uncommon now to find a machine with a serial port and me being a radio ham i use them to control radio equipment, transceivers, etc. that have all got um, computer controls interfaces these days. So that the, fir the first of those two Dell Latitude D630s was next into the crate. The third thing into the crate was another three-ply layer of bubble wrap, followed by the second Dell Latitude D630, identical machine to the first one except I think the hard disk is, is only 60 gigs on this one rather than 80 gigs then another inevitable three ply layer of bubble wrap and finally on the laptop front was the third laptop this being a Dell Inspiron machine which is considerably older I think than the latitudes and a bit of a clunky old slow coach but I found it in a skip, so, you know, not to be sniffed at. I'm not sure of the clock speed of that. It's two gigabytes of RAM, because I put new RAM in it. Uh, and it's a 60 gig drive, I think. And then, of course, on top of that, what did I put? I put another layer, three-ply layer of bubble wrap. Now, I'll tell you what what's on each of those laptops when we come to the actual presentation, but... The next into the crate was a Saker 40 cell refreshable braille display. Now this is a USB device. It's a, it's a long narrow 
piece of kit with rubber feet on the bottom. It's it's about the width of a keyboard, you know, a standard PC keyboard, and it it sits quite nicely in front of a PC keyboard, and it's got a row of 40 braille cells which are refreshable. That is, the bra each braille is cell is made up of the dots that form a braille cell. They're actually little holes, and they, and it's got little actuators that pop up, metallic pimples, so the braille changes as you move the cursor around the screen. You know, it uh, follows the follows the focus or follows the cursor and forms a line of braille. So that was next into the box. That was in a nice cardboard, nice stout cardboard box. So that was next in. And then I put in the AC power supplies for all three of the laptops, of course. The next into the crate was a four-way mains power strip, you know, one 13-amp UK mains plug to four 13-amp UK mains sockets. Um, and then I put in the box a clear plastic pencil case. This is about 12 inches wide, quite long enough to contain a 12 inch ruler. And this is stuffed with audio leads and various USB to micro USB leads. It's quite tightly packed with three and a half millimeter stereo to stereo leads, some of which have got volume controls in the leads. They were all in that um, pencil case. Next in was a mesh Bluetooth speaker. It's like a little brick, uh, red in colour, with a touch sensitive top panel. And this thing will be a Bluetooth speaker or use, it has a line-in socket as well. And it also has a micro SD card slot, so you can use it as an MP3 boombox. But I use it as an external speaker for PCs or for Raspberry Pis. Also, I placed in the box a Braun speaker. And this is a nice little device. It's a little thing that sits in the palm of your hand. And it's an external speaker and an FM radio and an MP3 player via an S a micro SD card slot again. Again it's got a three and a half millimeter line in so it can be used as an external speaker for a PC or a Raspberry Pi. Um, I also took with me a mobile phone charging battery brick, you know one of these big flat bricks that you charge up which you can then use out and about for powering a mobile phone or for charging a mobile phone. I actually use it as a power supply for a portable Raspberry Pi. So that went in the box along with a Raspberry Pi, a banana Pi, a couple of Arduinos and a couple of Arduino shields. Not that I was going to do anything with those at the uh, presentation just to let people have a look at them and you know just ask questions and things so they went into the box as well um, did I put anything else in the box I can't oh the only thing I, that I took with me that wouldn't go in the box was 
a standard 102 key keyboard USB uh, PC keyboard which was slightly too wide to fit into the box so that was placed on the top now the three laptops what have they got on them and what did I do with those at the presentation well one of them has is currently running one of the Dell Latitudes is currently running Triscale Linux which I think is an Ubuntu spin and the uh, slogan for Triscale Linux is run free and the Free Software Foundation actually are currently advertising a, a laptop called the Libra Boot 200 which has got Triscale Linux on it so it obviously meets with the approval of Mr. Stallman and configured on Triscale on that laptop I have GNOME fallback um, and Orca the screen reader so that was demonstrating the accessibility of the uh, GNOME desktop on the Inspiron laptop I had uh, and still currently have 32-bit Debian 7.4 Wheezy I think it is uh, which I did from a net install and I had that along with me to demonstrate speak up which is the, the console mode screen reader uh, and it was the Inspiron that I connected the Braille display to so I could, I could d demonstrate uh, using a Braille display for silent operation in the console. The second Dell Latitude at the time did not have an operating system on it because I was taking it to Portsmouth Lug so that one of the guys there who could see could make some adjustments to the BIOS because I think at the time the boot sequence was incorrect and the hard disk was before the um, optical drive and the USB so I needed to change the sequence of the boots that's why I took the second latitude um, on the Raspberry Pi I was running Raspbian with my fixed audio code uh, which I did a show about a couple of shows ago I think which I'll put a link to that in the show notes and that was just demonstrating you know running a Pi headless with no, no monitor connected to a portable battery so it, you know it's just a very very portable solution um, we had a projector of, of projector to connect to the latitude that was running Triscale so all of the people watching the presentation could look at the screen of the of the latitude as I was demonstrating accessibility in the terminal in LibreOffice Calc, LibreOffice Word, um, LibreOffice Writer I should say, uh, Emacs Speak, Emacs Speak being a talking version of Emacs and various other things just demonstrating how I can write code and get stuff done even though I can't see anything at all. The banana pie I didn't 
power up. That was just, I took, took that long for people to have a look on the Arduino bits and pieces. People were just sort of looking at those and asking questions after the presentation about how I generally muck about with an Arduino. So that was what was in my crate when I went to the Portsmouth Linux user group earlier in January to do a presentation about Linux accessibility. I have to say thank you very much to Tony Wood, a very nice chap who gave me a lift. I, I When I did the um, Surrey Linux user group presentation he also gave me a lift across to the Red Hat office over in Farnborough. I would not have been able to do either of these two things without Tony because particularly the one in Portsmouth carrying the enormous great big heavy crate I couldn't have carried that on the train. I have been to I think one Linux user group meeting on the train um, but I could not have lugged the equipment for the presentation on the train so thanks very much to Tony Wood. I should say a thanks also to Lisi who's last name for the moment escapes me, the um, coordinator of the Portsmouth Linux user group. Um, Portsmouth Linux user group incidentally very very friendly, so is Surrey Linux user group actually, and for those of you who don't know the geography of the UK, Surrey is a county in the southeast corner, well not, not the extreme southeast corner but it's sort of to the south southwest of London, so it's in the southeast of England. And Portsmouth is the home of the British Navy, it's a town on the south coast, and where I live is actually pretty much geographically equidistant, middle distance, you know, halfway between London and Portsmouth. So making it across to Surrey Linux User Group and down to Portsmouth Linux User Group is, is quite possible. But again, I, you know, I couldn't have done it without Tony, so thanks very much to Tony for that. Um, I think that's pretty much it for um, what's in my crate. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.